Hey there, just a quick message ahead of this episode to say we hope you like the rebrand, which includes a new website, rawuk.com, that's the URL. On there you can listen to and watch all our previous content. You can get extra content. You can also buy our first ever Raw merchandise and even sign up to become a Raw member, which will keep us going and keep you at the heart of this exciting journey, earning perks in return. We need your support, so please do check us out at rawuk.com and remember to like, comment and subscribe to everything we do on all our channels. And of course, make sure you tell all your pals. But most of all, enjoy this latest episode. Cheers. Your name's not down, you're not coming in. Still here with Mampy Swift on Raw. Um, let's talk a little bit about your label because uh, you've done pretty much everything in the rave scene. You set up Charge in 1996 and, and through Charge, you gave loads of people their breaks, their big breaks. Um, you know, you, you've pushed artists like Sigma, Friction, Blame. Uh, is, is that something that you deliberately intended to do when you set up the label? Was to, to, was to give people a platform rather than just flooding it with your own stuff? Um. I, when I started the label, I knew I needed a base, first and foremost. I was looking at looking around. I didn't really know what I was doing, but I knew I needed a base. You know, so it was like, right, let me create a base. It's like, you know, like a you create your root, something to 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 spring from. Um, with the artists coming out on the label, it was um, in my mind at the time. I wanted to create a strong team of artists on the label. Um, but that didn't really work out. They'd sort of come and do a few and then go about their business and, and everything else, you know, which is maybe I should have done that more. Just take a couple of releases from a few people and then you do what you want instead of trying to create something because then you don't kind of get caught out, you know, expecting to build this, this massive unit and, and it's going back to me trying to do some of the things that other artists have gone on to achieve that we were talking about, you know, putting on label nights. Mm. It would make sense to put on a label night for me if I had artists. But I don't have artists and I'm doing all the releases. It makes it a bit difficult to, to put on a label night, unless I was doing it all night back in, in, in the late 90s, you know, early 2000s. Um, but it's... Um, I've sort of, you know, I tr like I said, I tried to build something, create something, and it just didn't really go to plan. But I didn't really, like I said, I didn't really know what I was doing. Do you know what I mean? So that's that's why. But how do you feel to have seen those artists go on to such huge success, having given them, you know, their early breaks? Uh, it's good for them. It's good. It's good for you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I never really looked at it like that. Do you know what I mean? I could, I could see... The talent, do you know what I mean? You can see the talent very early on, but um, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's great to see. It's it's it's, it's a you know, if when I, when I'm older, maybe I'll talk about it. Well, yeah, you know, I had them on my label first, you know, but it's it's like you know, whatever kind of thing. What in your view is this something that still exists in the same way in today's drum and bass industry? Is there enough lifting up and supporting of talent? Um. Hmm. No, I'm not too sure about that, to be honest. I don't think so. Right. I think so. I, 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 I look at I look at some some labels. I won't say any names. They're brilliant, brilliantly run outfits. 
And I think that they have a big artist roster. But I think that all those artists are there to tick the machine over. The artists are not there for for the artist's benefit. But the artists, it's very rare that those artists will get past a certain level. Maybe I'm wrong. It's just my, it's what I, that's what I sort of think and feel and what I kind of see. The artists don't get beyond a certain level. But the, 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 the label or the brand does keep growing because those people seem to be, you know, part of the machine to help tick the machine over. You know, I don't, I don't see like as much um, artist development, you know, as, as so what was it back when you were, when you were running charge back in, in, in the nineties in the late nineties, um, how did you view the role of a label? So coming from true players at the time, just before I started my label or before my label, I was with players. And it was very close knit. You see how they did it. They had the, they had the, you know, all those artists on there were going to be on the true players nights at the end. And it, it, it was like a, it was a business because they, you know, Pascal and Hype were two very intelligent men also when it comes to business, you know, but it was a, it was a very family orientated as well. It was very close, you know? So that was my, even though when I started my label, it was just me first, first God knows how many releases were all mine, but I knew eventually, okay, when I do get to that point, I kind of, I kind of have a blueprint from what I've seen with true players, you know, it was very family orientated. So again, with the Knights, um, ran records at the time as well. You know, they had the, the family and then the, 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 the Knights at the end would have the family, so to speak, on the, on the night. And then they'd have a couple of guests here and there. So that was, um, I always thought that was the way to do it. Now, I'm not saying I'm not saying that for for any moment that those guys are wrong for for use you know having artists and using them to keep their machine. I, I, it's business, right? I get it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's just how it is, you know, in the modern day. So uh, I wouldn't criticize them. But are there but, some labels that are still doing it in the way that you used to do it, or you know, who view oh. running a label for that reason? No. I don't think so. I mean, it might, I mean, maybe there are, but I can't think off the top of my head. I think it's probably difficult, isn't it, though, to make huge sums of money as a label unless you're doing the label nights. Like we, you, you just don't make any money selling music at the moment, do no, you? Exactly. And, and 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 there is obviously there's a there's a, res, a resurgence in vinyl, but it's it's still still pretty it's obvious, still isn't it? It's you know, yeah. yeah. So actually, it's about creating that it, brand. Yeah, so it, so you know, you look at the big brands. Your hospitals is a good example. They've got a big festival, yeah. so they make a, they make a lot of money on that. They make a lot of money on merch. They make a lot of money on that. They probably don't make a huge amount of money on record sales uh, because it's just not available. So therefore, I, I wonder whether the changed landscape of the music industry means that it's not it's just not possible to run a label in that way where you know Absolutely. if you've got if you've got thirty thousand units going out the door on a regular basis you're going to make quite good money you know like rap was yeah. telling me you know she made 80 grand when she sold thirty thousand records you know so and if you're wow. getting if you're getting stuff out the door you only need to do one of those a year like you know yeah. you could do two or whatever and everyone's happy but like now you don't do that so therefore it's not that easy to be a fact it's got to be business focused it's got to be. to be yeah yeah because we're like you're saying i'll get we we, we the way the world is, 
the technical, the, the digital world and everything else, you're, it, it, you're forced into doing things that way as well. So, yeah, you know, like I say, it's not necessarily, it's not a criticism. It's just a, an just a ob- observation, yeah. A reality, yeah. And yeah. Um, so what did, what did uh, Launch in Charge do for your career? I know Cool was a big impact. What about the, the label? Oh, I mean, it gave me the hub and the home that I needed because it gave me, I was associated with something and I had my own platform. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't on a label. Like you get some artists now that are waiting to release. can only get so many releases out, you know, now I guess more comes out now than it did back then. Back then you'd bloody be waiting for a few months. So you didn't have time to grow. I think I did then for myself, what a brand does for itself in the modern day, in a sense of, having all those artists turn things over for the machine where I was my own machine. So I was releasing all this music, you know, a a good quality at a very fast rate. So I was able to sort of make a mark, you know, in a very short space of time. So um, it definitely, I wouldn't have been able to do that if I didn't have my label. Okay. Uh, And Carl Palmer asks on Facebook, what can we expect from charge in the future? Oh, well, this year, um, from June the fourth, it's the it's the twenty fifth year of Charge Recordings, mate. Yeah? Mm. yeah, it's quarter of a century, mate. What the heck? Well, so but, another question we've got from uh, from Jack Kaufman on Facebook: When's the next Charge Recordings event happening? So you might well answer this as, as part of this answer. Uh, I'd I mean, be staggered if in the twenty fifth year you don't have an event. Okay, so the first event, the first event is going to be a boat party celebration on the 14th of august um so that's the first one um it's going to be a couple more we're going to have a london date also um towards the end of the year so uh, that that's one thing that i really want to step up this year is the events but but before that it's going to be a lot of releases so from june the 4th is a lot of the back catalogue which was never released digitally, um, is coming out. So from the 4th of June, you get the first four tracks. Um, there's also a remix I did for Dizzy Rascal called, called I Don't Need a Reason, which I'm releasing. 160 blinker, miss me, super nifty, riding swiftly, rolling through the sticks, never extra crispy, effortlessly, power steering, accurately, ready for action, actually, you are below, relax, that did really, really well. Uh, it came out in about 2013 and um, unfortunately it was never released um, properly into the drum and bass world but it, the track did so well so um, it's only right that it comes out so that'll be that'll be coming out on the June the 4th from that day every two weeks there will be a release um, so we've got I lots mean. of lots of yeah yeah it's, it's going to be a lot <laughs> of gonna be busy. <laughs> very, very busy, and and like I say, this I always get asked more than anything about the back catalogue, the digital, digital yeah, back catalogue. We've had a few questions on that. Liam Feely asked on Facebook a few others. When are you going to any chance of it? You know, charge back catalogue being. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I've just answered that. Yeah, everything that is good is coming, <laughs> and we can erase the shit. <laughs> so, but yeah, every two weeks 
I've got some stuff from DJ Coda coming out, which is fantastic. Um, we've got some some vocal stuff, Dynamite. Um, I've got a track with Inja also. Incredible. They're both incredible tracks, actually. Very different. Um, one's a 4-4. May I add? <laughs> cool, crazy. My kind of thing, mate. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, there's also something from um, Filthy Habits as well coming out. It's this year, uh, the, the rate, um, the amount of music that comes out this year is going to eclipse probably the last 10 years. But it's to, you know, it's the name of the game right now, right? So also... On top of that, I haven't even got to the fact that I'm currently finishing off about 15 tracks that are all new that that I just all of a sudden managed to vibe on. So there's going to be loads of new material as well. Wicked. Uh, and another LP at the end of the year to celebrate the 25th year of Charge. You know, so so there's a, there's a lot of stuff coming. It's a very, very active year, you know. Um, to, I've had periods where... I haven't run the label properly. Obviously, we were speaking about the lack of uh, business knowledge and everything else, and it got to a point where even when I did know, I was doing things half-heartedly. You know, had a couple of people come in and help, and uh, nothing really got done. So now I've decided, look, I've sort of taken the bloody bull by its horns and said, you know what? This, I'm not being funny. The age that I'm at now, like, man, before you know it, you're going to be bloody, how many, you know, I'm going to be 60 years old. It's only down the road. Like, that is only down the road. So I'm looking at it in terms of productivity. Yeah? Product, I'm, I'm, I'm fresh right now. I feel good right now. Do you know what I mean? I've, I've, I've got a lot of things in my favor right now. So I have to do as much as I can right now. And also enjoy what I do right now. Whilst I still have my youth, man, you know, I mean, when we were 20, we thought that this age was old, but it's not old, really, is it? It's old. Because because we know we'll be old soon. So I want to enjoy, I want to enjoy my my fresh years, you know what I mean, that, 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 I, ha- that I have left and, and I just just give everything. I've got, a, I've, I've done some good things in those, you know, the years that were up and down. I have done some good things, but now it's to really, really cement what I've done, um, you know, for legacy reasons, as corny as it may sound, um, for my kids and everything else. Maybe maybe the, if I do things in a better way, there's something that I can leave my kids. Do you know what I mean? You know, um, I, 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 there's possibly one or two of them may get into music and they have something here that they can take with them. Do you know what I mean? Um, so, so let me try and get the label to its absolute best while I can, while I've got my wits about me, while I'm, I'm at my healthiest, you know, mentally and physically that I've ever been, you know? So, so let me do all these things now and, you know, for, it sets up a, it sets up a, a wonderful future for, for the boys, hopefully. Oi, oi, go check out the new digital six track EP, a new hype from the 14 year old DJ Seema. Yes, 14 on fullthecoolrecordings.bandcamp.com. That's fullthecoolrecordings.bandcamp.com. 
work? I mean, sounds more ravey in Essex than Warrington, though, doesn't it? <laughs> We really hope you're enjoying yet another one of Raw's in-depth interviews about the rave scene, which we are proud to say are now all curated into the British Library Sound Archive. All of us here at Raw HQ love how much you love what we do, and your generous one-off donations have been a huge help in covering our initial costs. But we're now a team of five, putting in a combined 80 hours a week for no wages, with big plans to expand further, and so our costs are going up. As such, we could really use your help to keep Raw growing and developing, as you've seen us do since our launch in July 2020. First up, go and check out our brand new website. It's rawuk.com, where you can find loads of cool extra content, and you can grab Raw's first ever range of merchandise. That's rawuk.com for our new flashy website. We've also launched a new membership scheme where you can support us financially to create more content on an ongoing basis for less than the price of an oat milk cappuccino. Plus, you get great perks in return. Head to patreon.com forward slash raw UK pods. That's patreon.com forward slash raw UK pods to see exactly what's on offer. You can also join our YouTube membership, which is basically the same. Uh, or if you're not asked about a membership, but you'd like to support us with a few quid as a one-off or a repeat donation, then head to our website and click the PayPal link. A reminder of that new website URL yet again, rawuk.com. Big love and respect to you all. Please keep supporting us. Hope you enjoy the rest of the app. On Friday the 20th of August, Sunday the 21st of August, a new event, Return to Source, celebrating 90s rave, hardcore, jungle, happy hardcore, drum and bass and techno. Touches down at Suki 10C in Digbeth, Birmingham. We have Fusion South Coast legend DJ Druid, Quest and Fiber Optics DJ Fallout, the uprising northern legend that is DJ Paulo, and London Town's final trickster playing his first happy hardcore set in over 18 years. Tickets are priced at only £14. Just search Facebook and Eventbrite for Return to Source Rave. Still here with Mampy Swifter. Mampy, you've talked a little bit about Navigator and and some of the other MCs that you have worked with in the past and, and really vibed off. Um, who are your favourite MCs to work with? Uh, I see three, number one, all day long. Why? Numero uno, El Matador. Numero, he's the, he's the man. And, and me and him, there's something, it just clicks. It clicks. It just really clicks. I understand him. He understands. He knows everything that I'm going to do. Um, we, we have a full understanding. And the, the understanding isn't technical. It's more spiritual. You know, you just feel it. Uh, it's funny because I used to I used to hear him emceeing and then I'll mix to his lyrics as well. So, you know, it, it's, 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 it's quite a deep connection. And, and he's my brother as well, you know, literally, you know, brother from another mother, as they say. What did you make of of the prevalence or the rise, should we say, really, of the MC and the and the and the double time? And, and at some time, there was a period where there were more MCs than DJs on lineups. Skibbity, Skibbity, and Shabba, they those two boys, they took it to they took it to another level. Like, I remember them in Sanctuary. You know, they're both there with their tops off armies, you know, brothers in arms and all the rest of it. And and but they were like they were like superstars almost, really. You know, they really 
that they were really loved. You know, they're still loved, obviously, but just that that was their peak. That was the the, the, the peak years of, of of their growth and everything else. And uh, what those two did opened doors for many. You know, you had the, for the generation after of, of what, what these guys are doing now, even. I mean, um, even though they're still there, but even for the younger generation, without Skibbity and Shabba and these guys, there is no, I mean, even even MC Debt was doing that. You could argue that he was probably the first. So he was doing very, a very different style to, to a lot of the jungle MCs before. He was probably the beginning. But they're obviously like amazing. They're the top. They're the very top. There's a lot of the MCs below them that probably that aren't as good. That doesn't stop them speaking a lot on the mic. Um, and <laughs> I, I've got to say, I'm not. I'm, I'm not a huge, huge, huge fan. I, I can see the skill in it. I can see it's impressive. Doesn't buzz me. I don't. It's just We're not different. Not, not necessarily we want to hear music, right? I, I do want to hear music. So, I mean, what, obviously, you there are some MCs that are fantastic and compliment music. You've named some of those, but in general, that the, the the sort of the fact that the MCs are are often in many ways the star. When ultimately, if you take away the music, it's just a load of blokes shouting in a room. Yeah. What do you make? What do you think make of that? Well, I had to. I it got to a period where I was playing. When I disappeared and came back, I found myself playing at all the wrong events. Honestly, I should not have been at any of these events. I just did not fit. Didn't fit in. The music I was playing, the way I, I mix, the way I structured my music, the, the, the MCs couldn't, they, they, they thought I, they, they, they thought I was shit. I could see it in their faces. Or, <laughs> you know, mixing, this mixing again. I can't even, I can't spit my bars. Do you know what I mean? You know, and then, and then the crowds, obviously I'm in the wrong sort of rave. So the crowds aren't, they don't appreciate what I'm doing. I just want to hear their favorite MC spit bars all day long, you know? Um, so it's, it's cool. I like you say, I understand it. I understand the skill and everything else, but um, it, it's, you know, that's there. You know, have you ever unplugged the mic? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have. I have. How many times? <laughs> used to turn it down a lot as well. I get the ump about it. <laughs> used to do it a lot. Well, Kenny Ken said he would do it, and he'd just be like, "I'll give him a look," and I'm go, "This is what's happening." All right. Yeah. Frost. <laughs> Frost was the king. Frost was the king. Didn't he throw yes. water over Stevie Hyper D once? Oh, wouldn't surprise me if he did worse. <laughs> it would not surprise me if he did worse. I've seen Frost get a mic, get a wire. You see his hands doing that. Yank it! <laughs> he, oh man! To be fair, in a previous in a previous interview we did with Stu Allen, he threw some poor bloke's mic in the sea. He was uh, he was he, he, he was DJing on a pier, and he was like, "That's it." Off he goes uh, into the sea. The thing <laughs> is, never, never thrown in the sea. When I DJ, I I am like what I do is about it's about the art form as well as well. Do you know what I mean? It's the art the art form of DJing also. How are you going to appreciate the art form if you've got somebody doing that all over mm. what I'm doing? It just it doesn't go. And like I say, I don't knock anyone for, no. for doing their thing. It's just it just doesn't go. 
Do you know what I mean? I need someone who's going to, you know, just in. in well, here's it. another. Here's another question, which I, I got into a bit of trouble when I interviewed Ray Keith over this. Um, I can't stand rewinds. I I, I want to hear the mix, mate. I don't want to hear yeah. it from the fucking start. If it's good enough to be at the start, <laughs> if it's good enough to be at the start, play at the start of the set. Like that's yeah. the point, you know. Like, and I I don't mind the odd rewind. So I should say, I get it. I again, I understand the value of a rewind, but. I I mentioned this and I got a bit of flack from it in in the comments. So there was, and Ray Keith went, well, yeah, but you weren't there. So you don't know what it was like. And it's not meant for you on a tape afterwards. And I'm like, that is a fair point. That is a valid point. But even if I were there, there was one set. I can't remember who it was. There's some MC. um, He rewound the first four tunes and then he went, let's rewind the set. And I'm like, no, let's not Lovely, rewind this. Yeah. And I can only imagine what the DJ would have been thinking at the time. Like, I want to fucking restart the set. <laughs> I've only got an hour. I want to make this good. Like, and you've already killed twenty, you know, ten minutes of this. Um, what, do you, what do you make of the, 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 the sometimes constant rewinds? Listen, the constant rewinds. Sometimes, okay, someone who's who's done a lot of special mixes that have been rewound. <laughs> I I I can't say I appreciate your pain because sometimes the mix is so good it has to be done again. Do you know what I mean? And and it's 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 more about the moment. Right. It's the moment. It has to be that perfect moment. And look, I I did a the, the the three and a half hour set I did in lockdown, which is 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 I'm very proud of. There isn't any rewinds on there, right? So <laughs> I'm safe to listen then. Good. You're safe. You're safe to listen. And it, <laughs> it is very special. So so obviously we didn't need to have that moment wasn't there. There wasn't a live audience. You know what I mean? Going back to what Ray said, there wasn't a live audience. So it was just about the art form of what I was doing. Um yeah, it's less, it's a different thing nowadays because it's a different culture, because obviously that whole rewind thing came from the old sound system days and we had a lot of um the, the early ragga jungle it, it was it was more that element if you i mean it still remained for years and years and years but i've noticed in recent years it's not as much it's died down okay the whole rewind thing a bit more i'm safe to go again that's great i great think you'll know. be safe i think you'll be safe you will be safe you will be safe so, so what um we talked about 90s your favorite 90s events since the turn of the century into the 20 uh, 2000s and now into the 2010s which have been your uh, your favorite events of, of modern drummer bass oh okay in first time going to australia and new zealand man i haven't been there for a few years actually but to so be honest no one's been there for a year well, yeah, no one's been there. I'm live there. And you see, no, he was in New Zealand. Andy sells at Wembley. You know, he probably got a private jet over to New Zealand, so he's allowed, man. But no, Perth in Australia, that was so special. Honestly, it was so special. And Christchurch in New Zealand, you know. Those two places are—they're they're two. If you asked Icy this as well, Icy three, he'd probably tell you out of the sets that we've done, those two—they're they're two of the best sets we've done. One in Perth and one in Christchurch. That was the same tour. It was absolutely mind blowing. Um, 
very special. Um, since then, obviously, what are the, I'm trying to think of the clubs, you've got, you've got Fabric still there. Which is cool. Fabric is cool. Um, what makes Fabric, what, what was it about Fabric that you found so cool? It was the it was the the underground element of the club sound system and everything else, and you, you had a great vibe in there. Right. Room one is very different to room two. I prefer playing in room one to room two. There's something about room two that I've never quite. Right. <laughs> I, 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 do you know? It's, it's one. It's, there's some places you play, and you never feel that you've played your best in those places. And, and and fabric used to be one of them, funny enough. Interesting. Was, yeah, yeah. Just and then I'd go somewhere like a place called Air in Birmingham. Mm. And just always seem to just play incredibly well in there. You know? You're not the only person that said something about air, like that we've interviewed in the past. I don't know what it is about air. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Is it the sound something. or what what is it? I just the layout of the club, right, the sound, right. everything. It was just I don't know what it it's just brilliant. It's just okay. brilliant. Um, oh, moving forward to now. That, I, I'm trying to think of all the raves I play at. There doesn't seem to be, you know, like before we had the clubs, like you had air, you, you got fabric, obviously, still. We had the end, and you had this. It seems to be less of that, more festivals, less of those, you know special clubs kind of thing uh, unless they're still there and i'm just not getting booked for no it. i think they're all shut down I, and, okay. and, and i think that's, that's good to know. <laughs> no no you're not oh you're not on your two-year booking thing again no 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 i think they've all shut <laughs> <laughs> well, and they yeah. haven't shut and they haven't shut to prevent you playing there either so don't be paranoid they, oh, they were shut by the local government uh no that's that, i think that's what's happened it's like yeah clubs local councils don't really want clubs there anymore and often as well they want well they want to make a load of bunts by turning them into flats. I mean, that's what they basically yeah, want, and, uh, and and it's been a, it's been a great shame. Um, in terms of the, the the current drum and bass scene, what in your uh, what is the best thing about the current drum and bass scene? Um, oh, that's, a, that's a tough question, there, mate. <laughs> The best thing about the current drum and bass scene. Hmm. I mean, I know my I know this long pause may indicate something that, that I don't find anything good. That's not the case. No, no. I mean but, I can hear but, you. I can hear the cogs whirring, so it's fine, don't worry. <laughs> That's a tough question, right? Because I know there's a lot of music. There's a lot of music getting churned out. Almost too much. It's the best the, the best is almost the worst. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like it's quite crazy. We we used to have time to, like, to simmer, you know, time to take and absorb, and it seems that that that's gone a bit. So it's, it's almost like, yeah, it does feel like the best things. There's, there's a slightly negative effect of what is good as well. Yeah, that's bizarre. Very uh, simple question, but very. You know, when I think about it, well, what what in your mind then on the opposite uh, spectrum? What in your mind does drum and bass need to do better? 
something that we we touched upon, maybe, which is uh, you know, promoters having a bit of responsibility, so we can we can have more elements under one roof. That that would be that would be good. It really would be. And you know, uh, the days of having pendulum being played in the same rave as Caliber and Marcus Intellects and Dillinger. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, even then, we didn't realise, in, in early 2000s, we didn't realise it was still a, quite a mixed bag. You know? It's, we've, we've gone even further away from that now. Mm. So, um, I, I would like to see that, especially moving forward, to see to see a, a more of a mix, you know, of people together. Like, like there's some great neurofunk. Let's have the let's have let's have a set of that in amongst, you know, some of the, some of these great liquid. Why don't, why don't you do it? When I put a night on, yeah, people come. Show. People have come. Yeah. Like they come because it's you, and you can you can get like, like, like there's a bit of. Um, sort of PR messaging to be had around this new form of of drum and bass rave where there's going to be a whole host of different things and, you know, open your mind, expand your mind and come along. And I well, wouldn't be surprised if you've got some discerning people through the door and, and okay. did all right. Maybe we Watch should do it together. Space. I'm on it. Yes. I'm on it. Um, <laughs> a, a recurring theme in these interviews, particularly among people of colour who I've interviewed, who helped create the jungle and drum and bass sound, is that the modern scene, which was, of course, so multicultural in its formation, um, is that it's, quote, and the quote that's used is it's been whitewashed and there's a lack of understanding from some white-run labels um, uh, about diversity. I mean, you know, like, for instance, Brian G thinks that, the music industry is racist. And when they were run by him and Jordan, uh, both black, obviously, doors were not opened. When they mm. were run by, uh, there's a guy called Gareth, who was white, the doors opened. Then it went back to being black and the doors shut. Is that something that you recognise? Um, I have, uh, do you know what, like, like what you said about certain labels not being aware? I think they were fully aware I just think they just didn't want to be called out for for for, for doing what they were doing. I, that's I, that's a real reputational risk, isn't it? And rather, isn't it easier to just? I think this sounds pathetic that I should say that it's easier, but but you know, actually, you should, a you should do it because it's important, you know, because it's because 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 it, it yeah. matters. But secondary, if you if you don't care that it matters, you probably care that you don't look terrible. So, <laughs> yeah. So absolutely. actually, like, isn't it easier to just do it so you don't look terrible rather than just worry that one day yeah. you might look terrible? Yeah. <laughs> exactly, because you now you look terrible. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, and that's it, and that's in, and that's impossible to. Um, it's not impossible, but it's very difficult to move past. You're like so rather than have that horrible situation where you were left just. Don't allow yourself to be in a position for that to happen. Yeah. I, I, so yeah, I mean, is it yeah, something that you recognise yourself? Um, I've had a few funny things said to me. I've had a few funny things said to me. Um, just to talk on 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 those labels that you know, there's obviously things that have come to light in in the last year. Hospital records came out, and and you know made an apology or whatever. I, I, I was a bit, I was, you know, I was, I was a bit confused by it all because I, I wasn't sure what they were apologising for. 
you know, um, if they admitted something that they've done or what. I, I, the way I've seen it is, is people have gone about their business models as they have chosen to, you know, um, and that's that. You, you're entitled to just kind of do what you want to do. Um, I know. I, 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 I had I had a promoter once say to me, somebody who, who we knew, he said to uh, um, IC3, oh, I'd love to get you guys down, but it's not, <laughs> he said, it's not about you guys anymore. It's not about you black DJs and MCs anymore. It's about the white guys in the co-overs and the skinny jeans. And he was a white guy that said this. And I did, I did, he got on with him. We always used to have a laugh and all the rest of it. And it wasn't until later that it really dawned on me what he said. And, and, I, and I thought, so hold on, does that mean that we wouldn't get booked based on our talents anymore, but because of how we look? Do you know what I mean? And because it's, it's not about you black guys anymore, because of the colour of our skin. Like, so it, 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 is the, is that to do with, I'm not saying it's right, by the way, it's absolutely wrong, it's clearly wrong, but... Is that to do with the um, the makeup of the crowd? So mm -hmm. bear with me. So when I trained to be a journalist, I was always told the reason why the Daily Mail does so well uh, and sells so well is because they make every piece of writing that they do, it, it, it hits a lot of points that make the person that's reading think, that's like me. So if you read something about like, uh, you know, oh, they lived in a, semi-detached house in Surrey, you know, you're like, why the fuck are they? Who cares? But sub subliminally, they're appealing to their demographic, which is yeah. people who live in those areas because they know yeah. that people are going to read the story and carry on buying the newspaper if they're shocked. And they're like, oh, I can't believe that happened to them. That's like me. So in the same way, is it like, well, now the crowd's changed. And so there is, it's just, just natural. It, it, it's a natural. It's natural for humans to, to, to sort of, I don't know, to... to, to yeah. To, 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 to feel we've in always it. Said that. Yeah. We've always said that. When 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 the crowd the mass crowds changed, for instance. I don't know. Do you know what? I had a lot of people that look up to me who are probably more so that are white. You know? So do you know what I mean? So it was a bit I, I, I just I just felt that those people just they just sort of took you for what you did. Like, oh, he's good, and that's that, and we love him because of that. Um, now, there are obviously other elements here where, um, going back to the guy saying that to me and Icy, do you know what I mean? Where I, which I was really shocked by. I did, it shocked me, like I said, it shocked me later, because when I really absorbed, I, I thought, okay, does that happen? Now, there's a, there's a thing that people say now. Okay, we're not... There, there aren't many black artists coming through, so that's why we don't have loads of black artists. I mean, I mean, whatever. But there are black artists, nevertheless. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm still here, and as many are. So, unless unless our music is really trash, then then it won't get featured in, on platforms like UKF, and and the big labels won't want it. That that that's cool if it's that trash. I hear a lot of trash on those platforms, nevertheless. Do you know what I mean? So, do you know what I mean? I, listen, I, 
it's very strange. I saw an, an ad for a, to employ somebody black or something like that. And I just thought, what the, what the fuck, man? Do you know what I mean? Like, You're talking about hospital records? No, I think it was... No, they did something, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, they well, they did. They was, said, we're looking for a black uh, person. Was it black artists, be, wasn't it? Black artists and, and uh, to be involved. And someone went, well, I'm, I'm, I'm brown. Asian, yeah. <laughs> I'm Asian. That's that's right. and, 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 and I think someone told me that they said, no, you don't No, you don't fit the, the criteria or something along those lines. Yeah. 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 I mean, what what's that? What I, I just... Yeah. I just... My head explodes. My head, honestly, it really does. And then okay. I think UKF made a thing as well. So yeah, so you, you know, your drum and bass arena documentary, which was talked about by Brian G, where they weren't included in it. Ray Keith wasn't included in it. They were upset about that. They felt that you know, how can you do a history of drum and bass without a history of us? And it's you know, it was a black. They were it was a black label, right? So mm -hmm. you've got that. You've got what happened with hospital. You've got things like the Black Junglist Alliance, which is cropped up for a reason. Like, there's obviously people who feel that there's a reason. Does modern drum and bass have a race problem? Ooh. If there is, maybe it's a subconscious one. Um, I mean, I, I looked at some of the comments on some of those posts, which are very interesting. Um, you know the uh, when we we were look, we're looking for a black artist, that post I looked at the comments and and there was some very interesting um, uh, some interesting feedback in there, shall we say? Um, I, I I really don't know, but I, I I've seen some elements though. Do you know what I mean? I've seen elements, and I, it's almost maybe I'm, I, I I want to I want to deny it. Do you know what I mean in a way? Because it's. It's a painful. very sad fact. Yeah, exactly. It's very painful. Um, I, 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 okay, let's look at... I look at somebody's argument came up in conversation, and one of the things they said was, okay, you're not going to have black music, black, black artist music being uh, put on these platforms because there aren't that many. There are no black artists, young black artists coming through. And I, I, I mean, that's bullshit for one. And 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 if you if if the older black artists are still good, <laughs> why can't you why can't you feature them? You know I mean? Well, I will I will say on that that the ageism is not uh, limited to drummer bass. I you know you I, <laughs> my brother is 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 a radio presenter. He's thirty five. And I think he's seen as old. And it's like, wow. come on. Like, are That's you kidding? Well, I mean, uh, if he's done, I'm fucked because I'm 38. <laughs> so, but, you know, there is that, you know, there is there is an, a, an element of that elsewhere is, 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 is sort of ageism. I don't know that that's necessarily about, uh, you know, yeah. whether that's about black or white. You know, you probably get a lot of old people, of all, whoever they are. Uh, and then, and then you get called a legend. Yes. And then you run your own night. <laughs> And you can do whatever the fuck you like. <laughs> Piss off. I'll play who I want when I want. Yeah, that's it. We, we, we've gone through it. Um, but in, in terms of the, um, the, the, you know, what you just said about how you see elements of, of a race problem, how does that make you feel in that your scene was created, it was a melting pot, it was multicultural. It wasn't just a black scene. It was, it was everyone all together and it, was just, and it didn't matter. To have now come to this point where you've got, a sort of 
to even have the question, to even yeah. get to the point of you asking me this question. The question is not asked for no reason, right? It's been asked mm. for a reason because because there are certain things that we've seen in recent times. That is so painful, man. Honestly, that is so painful. And I, th I think there was a, a period where maybe a lot of us, there, there's, a, there's a lot of black guys that are older, some older than me, who, who probably even suffered worse of racism growing up than I did. Do you know what I mean? So for them to come full circle into this world of music, drum and bass industry, where it was all of us mixed together, do you know what I mean? Regardless of colour, creed, whatever. I think for it to now have this question is is, is extremely painful. Um, now, like I say, the, the, the brands or labels, whoever and whatever, they know exactly what they're doing because they are incredibly intelligent people. I'll say that much. Yeah, you don't get to the level that some of these people have got to unless you're very intelligent and know exactly what you're doing with a fine tooth comb. So everything that has happened has been orchestrated that way. You know? And that's that. I can't I can't, you know, I don't know what more to say. <laughs> <laughs> So let's wrap this up with Mampi Swift. I've had a fantastic, really enjoyable uh, past. Oh, it's quite, it's quite some time, Mr. Swift. It's about three and a half hours as it currently is. Um, but it's been brilliant. Thank you for your time. Really appreciate it. Just to sort of wrap up, uh, I know it's it's been a tough year, but it looks like we're fingers crossed coming out. You've got a very exciting year uh, coming Absolutely. up uh, in terms of what you're going to do. If you look back over your career, how do you view your place in terms of the development of the current drum and bass scene and what you've brought to the public in terms of music and and does it matter to you do you care um yeah i care i care it's a nice it's a nice thing to know like like every dj talks about double drops <laughs> they post they post double drops on their on their instagram do you know what I mean? And their Facebook, like you're not bored of that by now. Right, no, well, I've seen it before, man. Well, uh, there's a bit of there's a bit of that. <laughs> there's a bit of that. I mean, I know, a, I know a, what it is, mate. I invented it. <laughs> I, I have never said I invented it, by the way. <laughs> I, I just do it in abundance, and, and there's, there's an art there's an art form to doing it, which a lot of people have no idea. Do you know what I mean? I can hear it, it's, but there, yeah, listen. I'm not going to be the old guy who's critical. <laughs> it's nice to see people trying. That's it. Yes, well yeah. done. You made yeah. the effort. You know? yeah. yeah, yeah. You have fun. Like you it. enjoyed it. But, it's um, no, it, it's it, it's it's wonderful. It is wonderful to see. And in terms of going through turmoil and all the rest of it, to then sort of you know take a step back and say, Do you know what? Like, it's funny. I said it on the Frost Report. Um, when I did that, and I was like, I, 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 it took me a while to realise. Actually, you've you've got you've got a good career, you've had a good career. It's just that you maybe focused on the bad stuff for a bit. Do you know what I mean? Where where which is you know which is maybe natural, but to come back round now and look at it, I I still have a good career. Um, 
and and I've always felt that as long as I'm happy, things and and being creative, things tend to happen. Then, do you know what I mean? When I'm in that negative thought process, nothing happens in mm. any in any part of your life. It just doesn't work like that. When you're when you're positive, that's when things happen because people pick up on that negativity and don't want to be around it. Do you know what I mean? And and even when you're being creative, having a negative thought process, you you, you almost can't have any thought process. You just go in and be. You just meant to be creative. You're not meant to think. Oh, people aren't going to like my music. And so so to 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 come back round full circle, you know, feel good within oneself. And right. uh, yeah. And what's your if you had to pick one? What's your greatest achievement? Oh. I don't think I could pick one. I think, or if there is one, it's my music career. Um, I don't think you can say a whole career is a is a great. Well, I guess it is, but I mean, if this is there a crowd, was there a crowding <laughs> moment inside of that career? Too that's, that's no. I don't. I think. I think that it, it, it's it's all been steps. That's the thing. It's all been steps. So if I pulled one out, then. And, and and do you have any regrets or anything that you would do differently? I know that you've had lots of downs, but that doesn't mean regrets necessarily a regret. in terms of, you know, bad business decisions. Hey, if I could go back and give myself a little note and say, listen, son, read that, read that in a couple of months' time, you know, then, then that, would, that would be good. But at the same time, I mean, listen, I do have regrets, 100%. So I'm not going to say, you know, uh, I'm cool with the regrets. It's made me who I am today, whatever, mate. Do you know what I mean? It has made me who I am. But I do have regrets, definitely. And, and there's certain things I wish I would have done better, you know. Uh, but they are what they are. Yeah, exactly. Um, having left the scene once before uh, and knowing that life without it is fine um, and also getting older, does it not put a doubt in your mind uh, about your desire to keep doing this like a sort of like a low level existential crisis where you're like, well, I could just sack this off at any minute. So I'm, so I'm going to, or, um, or, 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 or the opposite. No, it's that, that thing I said to you about staying level mm. with it all. So, so if it falls either way, if it's up, if it's down, I just stay level. And, and, and for my, my own sanity, that's the best way for me to be. So, I, 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 I just think that I'd always, I'm always be creative. It's, it's just in me. Do you know what I mean? Um, but whatever happens, happens. You know, I'm equipped to deal with those changes in life. You know, um, I, 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 I don't think that's. It's not. A, it's not. A, that's not a conversation I have with myself, for instance. Whether I'm going to jack it in or. or Listen, if something else gets created on a new platform, and then that's life, kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Any plans to retire at any point? No, not yet. Well, not yet. I mean, you're only forty-six. So... Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. No. Um... Do you see? Do you see yourself retiring, or do you see yourself just being like a a Zimmer frame DJ? No, man, I can't, I can't, I said, do you know what, I probably shouldn't say anything, because, because this thing gets you, and, yeah. you know, that one day it'll be like, man, 
I'd love to be DJing to a crowd again. Do you know what I mean? So I won't say anything that will sort of come yeah. back and haunt me or or, or, or say thing, put an, an ungratefulness out in the air, you know. But, yeah, um, yeah uh, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens and, and you know, grow old gracefully. Excellent. I haven't had my hair transplant yet, like some DJs have, so I'm good. You, you look good without it. It's iconic. <laughs> the board is yeah, man. <laughs> Listen, mate, it's been an absolute joy and a pleasure uh, oh, having you, you on. Man. Thank you for your time. Honestly. It's you've been really generous, and it's been really fun. And um, yeah, it's, it's been wicked. I hope you've enjoyed it too. To yeah, man, absolutely. It's been great to talk. I haven't I haven't spoken in depth to this level, so it's great. Wicked. Well, that's what we do. That's what we do here on Raw. Loads yeah, more to man. come. Yeah, fantastic. Great stuff. Thank you. Well, that's it for another episode of Raw and if you like what you've heard we'd love you to get involved all of us here at Raw HQ buzz hard off how much you the Raw crew enjoy our work and your generous cash donations have been a huge help since our launch but we're now a team of five putting in combined 80 hours a week for no wages we've got loads of plans to go further expand our team and offer but that does mean that our costs are also increasing so we could really use your help to keep Raw growing and developing as you've done since we started. So please do check out our website initially. It's rawuk.com for interesting extra content and to get your hands on our first ever range of raw merchandise. That's rawuk.com. We've also launched a new membership scheme where you can donate to create more interesting and fun content on an ongoing basis and you'll even get stuff in return. So head to patreon.com forward slash rawukpods. That's patreon.com forward slash rawukpods to see what's on offer. You can also join our YouTube membership, which is the same. Or if you're not bothered about membership, but you'd like to support us with a few quid as a one-off or repeat donation, head to our website and click the PayPal link. That website URL, one more time, rawuk.com. Respect to you for your support and for getting to the end of this episode. Please keep supporting us and help ensure there's more quality content coming your way on a regular basis. Oi, oi. Raw, raw, raw.